and it's recording. Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Second appearance to the uh, to the YouTube channel. It's the Adam Martin uh, from Makers of Sport. There you go. Yeah, man, very glad to be back. A lot, uh, a lot has changed since we last spoke. You're working now for a professional club, so congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so we're here today to talk all about your ball game. Uh, well, a few different ball games, if you want to say it like that. But um, your American, obviously, and uh, talking about American sports, which is something that I'm not completely clued up on. So it's good to talk with someone that does know about it. Uh, obviously, the LA Rams released their logo a couple of weeks ago, probably now. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of controversy around that. Uh, Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> what was your opinion on that one? What did you think of it? Um, so, um, well, you know, having having been in this field for a while, like I understand that there's context to all this stuff, right? So a lot of times I try my best not to judge things on a leak because I know that eventually there's going to be a campaign that's released that kind of shows everything in the proper context to see how it's applied to everything. Um, so when I first saw it, um, I was reading some of the feedback on it and, and, um, uh, you know, I, I thought that it wasn't, uh, wasn't as bad as people were making it out to be. Right. But it definitely, um, it definitely had a, a different feel than what is like your traditional uh, NFL branding or sports mm. branding over here in the U.S., if you will. So it, it it felt like it it was kind of going in a different direction. But also, I from what I understand is that um, they are their new stadium has a lot of digital areas for digital signage and things like that. So they were trying to sort of forward think and how this can be applied to those those areas. Um, I like the presentation. I actually posted the logos to my LinkedIn account and one of the creative directors at the NFL reached out to me and was like, I wish that they would have presented this the way that you did. Cause it shows it in a better context with like uh. um, where it, where it falls in the hierarchy of the entire identity. Right. As opposed to like just throwing out that logo and people mm-hmm. are judging it based on this sort of subjective thing. Um, Cause when you see it with, the full context of the typography and all that it it definitely changes your your opinion on it um that's a great thing to remember I, I, yes you don't yes. never see and, it and, in, I, and and you'll notice this too right with with the people that you speak with and and working in sport now is that very rarely are these things ever like handed to a designer and the designer doing every single thing that they feel is right without some executive or even a, a room full of executives and that are, that are throwing in, you know, their ingredients, if you will. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you kind of get this like cake that's baked at the end with so many ingredients that maybe, you know, who knows what, what actually went on. I do know uh, having spoken with some people. So the, the current look, um, did seem to come from Nike. Um, I, I know that the team actually put some concepts and I, and I, I know that uh, there was actually some custom typography developed on the NFL brand creative side um, mm. that was involved in some of these concepts, but uh, you know, we'll never see those. We never <laughs> see, you know, what's, what's behind the scenes, which, which kind of going back to, if you think, if you remember the Milwaukee Bucks when they rebranded years back, and there was some controversy surrounding that. It was designed by a, a company in the U.S. called Doubleday and Cartwright, which is a, a, a New York City um, brand design studio. Um, they, this th- that studio actually also did um, the Miami FC branding over here, ah. as well as the uh, Chicago recent Chicago Fire branding. Um, but they when the, when the Milwaukee Bucks logo came out they actually posted on their Instagram some sketches and 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 all this process work and as i was sort of digging through this i was like man there's some really really cool stuff in here yeah, and it almost yeah. makes you wonder what happens behind the scenes where how did this particular direction get chosen and then what executive came in and like yeah i mean i'd, I'd love to see opinion, some of this stuff you know <laughs> yeah what what was the uh, studio name called again uh, Double Day and Cartwright. So there, uh, let's see, Double Day. Yeah, so Double Day and Cartwright. Uh, and that is spelled literally Double Day and Cartwright. And so it's actually named after the uh, fa- uh, founders of baseball. Um, hmm. <clears throat> of yeah, I'll have to look at their so they, they do, uh, 
they're a very sort of cultural kind of branding firm. They do like some fashion and music work. Uh, Pretty good stuff. Actually, one of their creative directors just went to Nike for to work for the brand creative team. Um, nice. And then another another creative director, one of the guys that was one of the main designers on the Milwaukee Bucks, um, went to Red Bull for a while. I was just saying they've done some stuff for Red Bull, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, but they've done New York Red Bull stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's wicked. Their website's really cool as well. But um, yeah, yeah they had some it. really cool illustrated posters for a while. The New York Red Bulls were doing some very cool illustrated match day posters. Mm. Was that with uh, Ian Mork? Or was it he worked with Seattle, didn't he? Um, sorry, with what was that? Uh, Ian, do you know Ian Mork? I don't He's a really so. cool illustrator. Um, yeah, he's a pretty cool nice. illustrator. He's been working with some. some uh, American? MLS, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I A N M O R K. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking them up. I, mean, I don't know that I've seen. I'll send you a link later. Oh, on. maybe, maybe. This stuff does look a little little familiar. But yeah, kind so of like a caricature, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, I, I, I try to keep perspective that on all of these things, there are. Um, human beings involved that mm-hmm. are putting their heart and soul into these things. And so it's like the one thing about sports design that I tell people that want to get into this world is you have to have very thick skin, right? Because everything that you do, nobody cares what the fat new factory in your town's logo looks like, right? <laughs> people rarely care what the new restaurant looks like. I mean, maybe if McDonald's changed their logo, people would care, right? Um, but sports, man, everybody has an opinion, you know, and they freely share those opinions on Twitter yeah and everything goes you know well, there's so much emotion tied to all these brands and, and tied to the little the colors or the logos or yeah. this uniform or and this. you know and and when this is this is a, a, a whole nother reason why i wanted to start makers of sport is because you know part of part of me feels like if designers aren't having these conversations we're letting other people control the conversation right so we need to be able to bring that perspective publicly mm-hmm. and have educated conversations about this work and even if it if even if subjectively you don't like it understanding that there was a lot involved that yeah you know and again for me for me too like a lot of times if it's not my team I don't generally care that much right I mean you know now the University of Kentucky Nike did rebrand the University of Kentucky which is my team right and when they came out with the new Wildcat initially I didn't like it and to be completely honest with you, I still don't necessarily like it. But um, the they had they redid our letter mark, which I thought was good, and I thought that they've always done a pretty good job with the, with our uniforms. So um, you know, you're not gonna you're not going to uh, hit the triple crown on every <laughs> every yeah, single thing that you do, right? So let's go into uh, some NFL stuff, some football, uh, as you sure. guys call it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, no, let's go. Very yeah, popular Indi- sport over here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colts. So I don't know much about this. So do you want to walk me through? Um, want to walk me through their rebrand and their uh, update? Yeah. So um, the Indianapolis Colts, a very historical NFL team here, um, probably. Uh, got global fame i would say when peyton manning played there for many years um you know i've heard of him so that's a good sign yeah 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 um so actually i actually live in a neighboring state um and so you'll see you'll see quite a few um colts fans around here or that and you'll see this merchandise around here quite a bit um their primary logo has been this horseshoe which is sort of iconic um and that uh that appears to not be changing right so so that's uh that's a big deal um they did just incorporate a new secondary logo which is essentially a c with the state of the shape of indiana within the c which you know i mean let's be honest conceptually is not necessarily a new concept right we see that kind of stuff all the time um uh, but you know for me being in a neighboring state actually had had seen some of my friends just personal connections and whatnot um 
and I wasn't interacting in these conversations, but sort of observing from afar, like their take on how they feel like that they're sort of left out to an extent, right? Cause they don't actually live in the state of Indiana. They're sort of like these border state fans, um, which, you know, I can kind of see, but at the same time, um, Indiana is a state that is very passionate about their state. I mean, there's a lot of sort of history there. You have like Indiana university basketball, you got the Pacers, right. um, Larry bird, right. Came from there. And there's like the movie Hoosiers and that kind of thing. They, they kind of have that sort of like mid U S Midwestern farm, uh, very proud of where we were from sort of stereotypical, I guess, vibe, right. When it, if probably in Europe, you would see like the farm boys, like that's a stereotypical kind of place um uh so but but from what i understand and what i've seen online is that the most people are a huge fan of this of this secondary logo and and i believe it's going to be used mostly on their um merchandise and they actually have it on the collar i want to say i thought i think i saw it on the collar of their yeah well, it's just on the back of the and, shirt there yeah yeah and then you know they have a very sort of traditional um haven't changed their colors much. Um, oh, on the uh, inside of the shirt, the sorry, my bad. Yeah, and um, their typeface, their word mark did change. So mm. the word mark was kind of a condensed, almost like cartoony yeah. font. Very sort of cheap, um, free font that you get off the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost like almost like it was hand drawn, right? Mm. Like back in the back in the old school old school days. Um, so, so the new, the new update, um, looks pretty nice in my opinion. Mm. It kind of feels like it somewhat pays homage to it, but kind of modernizes it, uh, to an extent. Yeah. Um, and obviously the C being used, um, is the same weight of the C of the, uh, the Indiana logo. So, um, I did see, I think they incorporated, um, black, at some point, I think I'd seen that somewhere, but for some reason, I'm not running into that on their website. Um, yeah, I can't see that part but... of their uniform. So, <clears throat> but yeah, but, I, um, I, I, like do, it. I do. Um, so, so for me, um, I would, I, I enjoy looking at uniforms, and I, um, it's definitely something I'm interested in. But I would say that I'm not in the grand scheme of sports design, I'm probably not as passionate about uniform design as I am, as I am about like the, the visual identities. Um, and of course I recognize this as a part of the visual identity, but generally you're not, you don't see me on Twitter discussing like piping and all of these sort of like technical mm -hmm. terms for, yeah, <laughs> for uniform. it's just not, it's just not my wheelhouse, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I, I sort of let the, uh, try to let the experts weigh in on that. And, and I kind of from afar, I'm just like, yeah, you either like it or you don't, or the numbers, feel like they're too big or whatever that kind of thing well the thing is the numbers thing is something i really care about because that is obviously something you're seeing from the um from the field or from like the television or from the right uh, the stands. But the thing is i think i think as well the, the american uh especially the, the nfl um jerseys they always they seem like very similar to me i don't know if that's just an english thing me looking at the league and yeah well um they do have uh there is essentially like a template that yeah nike has created that I, they basically sort of design for um and that's i mean that's been something i've heard some uniform purists gripe about where they kind of wish if you think about like the old nba like that like yeah. everybody's uniform looked way different right um i can see both arguments right because you kind of have that sort of uh, logistically it just makes sense to create this sort of template and then you design within that template, right? If you're the manufacturer. Um, and then also um, there's, it kind of sort of systemizes the whole thing, the whole league, right? Everybody does kind of have the same uniform a little bit, but even though like the visual design is different, most of the things look the same. So it's the same with the MLS, right? Adidas have, or Adidas, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was the same. All, the American, that is the one thing about, that you'll notice, uh, that is the one thing that's different about U.S. sports is um, the league has a contract with the brand, mm. right? And then so, you know, with you guys, all of the Premier League teams have different brands, right? Mm. And um, that's always been interesting to me because you can kind of, uh, uh, it feels like you have a little more say 
I guess. Um, whereas there, there's a lot of things over here. A lot of these design decisions and things like that are, are, um, the league level is very incorporated in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but another thing, you know, we also don't, there are a lot of things here that are, we don't have promotion relegation, right? I mean, we, we discussed this, I think on our last show and, um, that is a whole nother aspect, right? I mean, in, in, even in order to get into these leagues, you basically buy in with money, right? So uh, Major League Soccer, FC Cincinnati, which is the team that we have started to support in my area because I'm from an hour from Cincinnati. Um, they got into the MLS with money, right? It wasn't yeah. necessarily that they like won their way up <laughs> and, and got in. It's just, you've got some investors and they have a lot of money and culturally like people were following it. There's a lot of factors that, that play in. And, and once you're in, you don't necessarily get kicked out for losing every single game. So if they just extended the league, they got just one more team in the league. Yeah. That's what that's they're doing. Crazy. They're literally that's doing so that. Crazy. I mean, there's expansion teams they are just adding teams. So it's, it's a very, very weird move uh, in comparison to the rest of the world, but. It's very interesting. Very interesting. And it's but, like the money sort of just kind of flows from the top. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. I mean, if you could imagine, you know, the Premier League controlling everything, right? And, and having a, a hand on who gets in yeah. and these types of things. And, and not only that, but even, um, you know, over here, we'll have oftentimes there will be owners that will want to move a franchise to another city. Yeah. And it's a big deal, right? Because um, a lot of times... I know in, in, the, in the perspective of St. Louis, when the Rams first went to L.A., like St. Louis was left with a lot of um, public expenses because the public essentially, like the, the, the team got um, tax benefits to put this thing here. And so the public essentially paid the bill for this thing. Uh-huh. And then now they took the team from them, right? So those people are pissed. Yeah, I mean, um, I'd be so annoyed if my my team moved. I couldn't watch yeah, them. So I had to drive next to five hours to go and see them. It's an it's a definitely uh, definitely uh, an interesting, um, probably in a negative way, thing about American sports. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's a strange one. But um, go, if we go back to the sort of the uniform design, and I mean, I mean, yeah, there's not much a lot to say about it. Like you say, I mean, it's a nice blue jersey with what looks to be sort of almost Adidas stripes on a Nike jersey down the, uh, yeah. down the shoulders. But um, the numbers, yeah, the numbers, I mean, that, is that standard across all NFL jerseys? Uh, no, they, uh, the numbers are actually quite different. So if you, look at, um, if you look at the Atlanta Falcons, they just recently launched their new uniforms. And um, their numbers are different, and they are, look bigger oh, yeah. to me, honestly. Um, uh, and they incorporated like a, a throwback version of their uniform, which there's a you know sort of famous player over here, Michael Vick, who was a quarterback and played for Virginia Tech in college, and kind of got into trouble with like some pit bull fighting for a while. Oh wow! <laughs> um, but um, he, a uh, famous player, one of one of kind of the first. Um, well, I don't want to say the first, but a very popular sort of scrambling quarterback. You know, could run very fast, athletic. Um, <clears throat> they brought back a uniform from back, like, you know, in the days when, when he was there. So my wife actually grew up in the metropolitan area of Atlanta. So this is like a team that she pays attention to. Um, their, their creative staff is very talented. They, um, I actually, the, um, it's weird that these things get leaked, right? Because when they, like, when they get leaked, the public sort of gets to tell the story. And so with the Falcons, one thing that they did, and I was speaking with their creative director, um, he, we were discussing like when their uniforms were going to launch and, and these types of things. And he, um, that thing got leaked and his team stayed up. They pulled like an all-nighter to, to go ahead and launch. It wasn't supposed to launch until um, actually yesterday, the 14th. Wow. Um, That's, uh, so they, they pulled an all-nighter to get all these visual assets together and this sort of campaign together so that they could wake up the next morning and launch that stuff and tell their own story in their own words as opposed to letting the fans judge based on not seeing any of the context of anything mm. or any of the reasoning why they made these decisions. Um, uh, for that one, uh, I mean, that's a... 
I think those are some pretty cool uniforms. Personally, I think the ATL is too big. That's totally subjective for me. <laughs> I just generally like that logo to be a little smaller right here. Um, so, but other than that, I mean, it does look like that these sort of gradients are, are, are a thing, are kind of making a way back. It's weird how things are cyclical. Like something that Absolutely. was popular 20 years ago kind of like comes back. Um, so... Yeah, and we're, we're, we should see, I mean, again, like right before we started this call, the Browns, Cleveland mm -hmm. Browns just launched their new uniforms. Yeah, I must have put that as well. And they, they appear to be um, – they, they appear to almost kind of go back to the uniform they had just before this one. I mean, this is obviously a surface-level look at this stuff. I haven't looked at it too much. But, um, I, I mean, I like these, honestly. Um, I like the Cleveland Browns colors, and, and – I feel like I feel almost attached to them because that's the only stadium I've been outside of. Uh, okay. I think I didn't get to go and watch a game, but I, I have been outside it and have sort of peeped inside. Yeah. That's uh, a cool. Something it's huge. I mean, I can't. Your stadiums are massive. That's for sure. Oh, they're crazy, man. Yeah. And it's it's even um, if you go to, it's now become so integrated with like they're like little mini cities. You'll have you'll have condos in the stadium with all these restaurants and it's kind of like just entertainment right and the mm. game is especially with baseball like uh the atlanta braves they have like this whole little mini city around yeah. their new stadium it's so crazy there's like shops and condos and and it's on the outskirts of atlanta i mean it's like you you, you don't it's not like in the middle of everything you have to make a, a decision to go out there so when you go out there you're now like in this little oasis of <laughs> of things and i've sort of heard stories about how um millennials are not going to games so they're trying to make it more about entertainment and all these things and like let them sort of eat i mean it's crazy you can get like sushi at <laughs> at these baseball stadiums now that's crazy you know the, the whole sort of old school hot dog and a beer yeah i mean I'm, give me a hot dog and a beer any day I feel like. yeah but uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I think also Brown as well is, is um, we don't get to see that very much over here in Europe. I mean, the only team that I can think of, uh, Porto had a Brown kit once, but um, also St. Pauli, St. Pauli, uh, Pauli, a German team have, uh, have a Brown kit as well. Um, but we yeah, the brown, a brown, brown and orange as a combination from a color perspective is, a, is an incredible it is. Um, like match. It's very nice. <clears throat> and very they have striking. one, uh, they have one, um, almost called a kit, but uh, uniform. <laughs> That is, I believe, all brown, which, in my opinion, looks pretty not real nice, like head to toe. Um, but you know, from a football perspective, that's one of those one of those franchises that doesn't historically do very well. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> I'm um, not uh, not cleared up on that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, yeah. But I will say this: compared to the previous uniforms the browns had i think these are a thousand percent better okay they, they they just they feel for me personally much better um you Why ever go that? watch sometimes these things i don't know if they do this with um with european soccer teams or anything like that but oftentimes you'll see these little videos that these these teams will post and they'll have like the nike creative directors in it that discuss when they came over and did the research and no, we don't really do that. Either. What they were looking for, and it's 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 a our our kit unveils like a big deal over there. Yeah, over huge. Here, they'll flow a They're, big blown. I mean, it'll be like like a few years ago in Nashville, Tennessee, they like flooded the streets and had like a big you know unveiling at a country music festival sort of thing. I mean, yeah, they they are big over here, but we we probably have like players or we probably wouldn't have the creative director of of I don't know Adidas or Nike or we probably wouldn't have those guys but we probably have like players talking about it uh, on kit launch days and stuff interacting with players yeah bigger. yeah so so the one thing that's interesting <clears throat> is um it's oftentimes hard to tell who had a say in these because sometimes it'll be like the team may be involved to an extent and then you have like the NFL brand creative or like the corporate creative of the whole league um and pitching concepts um and then and i know i mean i know this for a fact on the uh la rams that it was there were concept pitches from like basically all sides and essentially like executives sort of like whittled down and picked which direction that they want to go in but um, um the guy that designed 
Uh, I don't know that he that he designed a hundred percent of the of the LA Rams concepts uh, or uh, brand identity, um, or which how much of it is actually his and how much sort of got touched by other people. But um, he's a pretty nice guy, and he uh, I think this was one of his first sort of big uh, projects where mm. you know you're now having the the twitter egg accounts you know with like no avatar that are just like bashing your work and that's psychologically i mean that can be a lot a lot to take i mean i i uh i designed a uh an athletics identity for an ncaa division three college which is a small like liberal arts college you know not that big of a deal this one had been around since the 1800s so it had a very passionate fan base and whatnot but you know, even in local newspapers, right? I mean, people are just commenting like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. This designer should go work in construction. They should never, <laughs> you know, and then they're, and then they'll spout off things like, I can't believe they paid this designer a million dollars. And that's, that's money that should go to like the school. And I'm like, nobody got paid a million dollars for any of this stuff. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, uh, so it's always, it's always funny. It's always a, it's an interesting sort of, uh, I guess sociology maybe is the right word experiment to watch, uh, um, watch the reactions to all this stuff Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and how passionate people take it. I mean, you know, one thing is like, uh, if you did have a tattoo of your team logo and they changed it, that would be very hard, very hard to deal with in the long run. Yeah. But you know, again, I mean, these things have to, these things, a lot of these brand identities, man, they got to work on so many things. I mean, you think about it, it's got to look good and on printed on like turf to being stitched into like hats. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. you know, most, most of like, you look at these tech startups, when you design a logo, a new brand identity for Facebook, you're not thinking about how that's going to work on anything other than digital. Yeah. Right. So like your, your, your parameters are way easier to deal with. That's I do right. think sports, I do think sports identities in general are a little behind on thinking about how things transition to motion. Um, they obviously incorporate motion sort of like perceived motion when it's just like the flat icon, they're like, you know, doing like the tilted typography and all that. Hmm. But when it comes to actual motion graphics, um, I love how you'll see like Google put in their style guide. This is how the motion should work. Or this is how like these three dots spin out into the word mark kind of thing. It'd be interesting to see that, um, I think we will, you know, I think as, as clubs start using more motion design in, um, in their social media things and they need to pass it on to a, like a partnering brand. I think we'll, we'll see that a lot more. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, the LA Rams seeing the LA Rams work in motion will provide a completely different experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a very I interesting, I, gotta, uh, I do have to shout out one thing to you. Um, being a being a young guy like yourself you will never you will never have experienced this but if you go to galaxysoccer.net oh uh, i've seen this i think I've seen yeah this. the la galaxy sort of unveiled this old school website which is what the web looked like when i first started getting on the web <laughs> i'm so pleased i've never seen like stuff like this before yeah this is so this is so funny man because they're kind of they're they're really sort of paying homage this was the uh 25th season of the MLS. So it was kind of like paying homage to what sort of the web looked like back during that time period. And it's a, uh, it's a good campaign, man. I, I really enjoyed this. Isn't it crazy how I swear that makes the premier league younger than the MLS. Is it as a premier league? Well, we had division one, but like, like as an actual like sponsored league. Yeah. I, th I swear it's like 24 years old. My internet seems to be down or something. I don't know. It's not uh, uh yeah 1992 mm. is when the prem was founded so mls would have been i think just after yeah. Uh, yeah i'm an idiot <laughs> so the old uh the old uh penalty shootouts of the mls have you ever seen those yeah i think so yeah they essentially blow the whistle and the, and in the and it's not a real penalty shootout it's like the 1v1 where the keeper can come out and this guy and the and the shooter is actually going at them and like this guy can actually make a move around them and shoot. and shoot. Wait, so the goalkeeper comes off his line yes yes wow 
Okay. Um, you, you'll have to go to YouTube and look up the old MLS penalty shootouts. Oh, so is it like hockey when they when they sort of take? Yeah, it yeah, yeah, sort of, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah, so they, so they, uh, cool they were they were doing everything to uh, to try to get people interested. And it's pretty big now, though. It's pretty big now over there. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, sorry, did you hear that? I just played a YouTube video and there's like that's all good. In, in my, in my if we um, uh, yeah, it's it's gotten pretty big. Um, there we 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 have a lot of problems here with soccer, man. I, I don't know if you saw <laughs> this, but another another big news item is, um, the United States Soccer Federation has now is well, the rumor is, um, I guess it's a confirmed rumor now is they're going to kill off the development academy which is like the league that all like these mls academies play in so it's a very weird decision (laughs) um that because trump just hates hates soccer well it doesn't have anything to do with him i don't even know he even necessarily knows (laughs) (laughs) to to be honest honest with you um uh it's uh there there's been there's been a lot of um and I, and I could be speaking at a complete ignorance here, but I want to say that the, the current leaders of the U.S. Uh, US Soccer Federation have, like, USL roots, which would be our Division II mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I know that in the past there's been lawsuits where uh, some of these lower leagues, they don't like the fact that the MLS has a foothold on, on basically pro soccer. Right, like I was saying, you have to buy into that league. So the so the people that win these bottom tier leagues, they they don't get to promote up into that. And you know, we all know that promoting means more money and more opportunity, you know, in different right. towns and whatnot. So, um, definitely, definitely, uh, you know, an issue. And so, with these, uh, one of the big things about these development academies is. Um, allegedly they would steal players from like other youth clubs because they would they would the big sell was hey you have to play in development academy in order to get noticed and go play college soccer or whatever um so it's it's sort of like mixed mixed feelings right now i think yeah for a lot of people that's pretty bad bad well, uh, let's let's round it back. Let's go back to <laughs> the NFL. Yeah, we, two podcasters tend to get on tangents. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So uh, let's finish up on the Colts stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I get. I just think it's a really nice, a really nice rebrand. Some really nice meaning in it. Um, the Colts word mark looks a lot cleaner on the helmet. On the back of the helmet is is a lot clearer, clearer to read. Um, if looking yeah. at it from a design perspective, it's a lot more functional. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a nice update, really. It's just quite. They've a, always had a, a a very clean brand, right? In my opinion, um, mm. so they did actually expand the color palette. I'm looking at something right now where they've added uh, a black. Okay. That must have been posted to their social media, but yeah, I mean, the word mark I think looks nice. The color palette looks nice. Again, they're you know they've still got the traditional, which you know that's what the fans that are not from Indiana will wear the traditional primary horseshoe and they just won't, won't buy the, uh, the other one. Have you seen the controversy though? Uh, with this, there's like some high school football coach that's claiming that they ripped them off or something. That always happens though with this sort of sports. Oh, phone. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, fit up. It goes four times and someone pick it up. It's all right. But, um, yeah, that always happens over sports logos and, and rebrands. So someone always claims to copy it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, again, it's like nothing new under the sun, right? If you can go, you can go in, in those old sort of, you know, you see those old like books of icons that you can see the black and white corporate identities from like 50 years ago. And you go through those things, man, and you'll see things today that they're, they're like, oh, that looks just like so-and-so restaurant. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy is they may not have been inspired by that. I mean, there's a lot of things that subconsciously we become inspired by. Have you ever been designing something and then all of a sudden you're like, I feel like I've seen this before. Yeah, I can't. absolutely. It's so yeah. hard to do the research to find out where did you stumble across something that looks similar because we're just as creative, so inspired by so many things. Yeah. And exactly. again, I mean, the state icon, a state silhouette inside a letter is not a new, it's not a new thing. So I mean, that guy really is. A little bit of a stretch, I guess. The only thing is, the only thing he has he has weight with is the fact that he was an Indiana school, 
that use the state of Indiana inside a letter. So that's, you know, but I mean, I do feel like it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is funny. It is a little bit arrogant. I think to say I invented this. Of course it is. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. That's what's. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, that's what's funny about sports design because oftentimes you will have, um, and now so even more than ever, especially in college athletics, you'll have designers, you'll have people designing these things that get really good at the software. They get really good at Illustrator. They get really good at Photoshop, but they're not classically trained graphic designers. So that it, so don't, they don't necessarily always understand that there are certain ethics involved mm-hmm. in graphic design where like, you, you know, if a coach comes in and says, Hey, look what, um, you know, this football school did we want you to do that in our colors right and as a designer that's like a big no-no you're just like no no we can't do that man we got to do something original but they don't care you know because oftentimes i think there's this mix between coaching where design is sort of like where coaches in some levels especially in college athletics here in the u.s has sort of graphic design has become this quote-unquote skill set of coaches and recruiters now um they there's a culture in coaching that is okay with lifting and stealing things and they go to these coaching camps and this coach teaches them a play and hey here's like a phrase we use to motivate our team and all stuff they steal that stuff all the time Mm. right and it's like just it's like it's okay it's normal so now they're kind of looping in this discipline that it's not normal and it's not okay to steal things and they're kind of bringing it in and doing it and it's causing a lot of problems because you'll see people all the time on twitter call out uh, college athletics programs that have just totally ripped off mm. their <laughs> their social graphics yeah that's uh, there's a lot of stealing of of effects and uh styles going on on social especially from sports yeah. teams i mean it's hard yeah. it's, it's hard as well because you see something you like and you think oh that's really cool that would look great in our colors maybe we could try something like that and you don't look at it for a week or so and then you end up copying it <laughs> yeah um, yeah but yeah I, I, yeah but if we, yeah, Colts, Colts rebound to, to final final word on it. It's nice. It's really cool. It's, I like the way they've brought the numbers in and it looks unified uh, rather than having um, sort of different numbers on the shirts compared to the lettering on the old word mark. Yeah. Um, it's just a very smart update. Yeah. So with the Browns coming out today, apparently we've got the Patriots and the Chargers are going to be unveiling uniforms next. I don't know when, but that's... Uh-huh. They may have announced on their – sometimes these teams will announce – will put the date on their social media accounts. Mm. It's going to be real interesting to see what the Patriots have now. You know, no no Tom Brady. They did just sign uh, – um, So he's gone now, is he? Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton, um, who came from the uh, uh, Carolina Panthers. Okay. I'm interested yeah, uh, in that because like Messi, Lionel Messi is in a similar situation where, uh, in my mind, where he's like, getting on a bit. Uh, he's still quite an amazing player, but uh, yeah. he's a very expensive player to keep hold. Like, like, Is it worth like keeping him on the books? I mean, it probably is. It's Lionel Messi, but I don't really know. I mean, that's like my comparison, a like, really rough comparison between two amazing yeah. sports athletes. Yeah, um, it's... You know, it's kind of interesting if you think about how much an athlete actually is branded as a part of a team as well. Um, because as, as mentioned earlier, right, Peyton Manning is sort of one of the guys that really brought the Colts to kind of this global fame. And to think about him eventually going and playing in another uniform, because he did go play for the Broncos at one point, but I still sort of psychologically associate him with uh, – Mm. the Colts yeah yeah and you know same thing with Michael Jordan right Michael Jordan when he came back or at one point later in his career played for the Wizards (laughs) which nobody thinks about you always sort of remember them in their prime playing for for that team so it is a little bit weird it's going to be weird to have um have Tom Brady playing for the uh Buccaneers yeah and I think that might even happen with Messi eventually when he goes like even Steven Gerrard, if you go and look at that example, like he's a Liverpool man through and through, but he went to the MLS and went to play for LA Galaxy. Like yeah. He's he's paid for two teams. Or if you look right. at um, a better example, it would be Frank Lampard, who was a Chelsea man, 
then he went to play for uh, well signed with New York um, City but then he went back to, to England because he wanted to stay in England and because they're yeah. partnered with Man City Manchester City actually played for Manchester City and scored against Chelsea like, I, that's wow. just <laughs> that's 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 a, I mean that's an that's another one of those scenarios too where like if you look at the the NYCFC uh, uniform or the kit and the and just kind of the overall branding of the club and how it's sort of uh, uh, ties in with Manchester City hmm. and you know another thing too that's interesting is when you see like um, any type of Red Bull team hmm. right where like Red Bulls in the MLS are yeah. wearing Adidas kits and then Red Bulls like elsewhere could be wearing Nike or they are yeah Salzburg and, uh, I thought Salzburg. that they were Nike yeah they are yeah yeah they're really nice kits this year as well yeah um, the Red Bull Salzburg and the uh, Leipzig RB Leipzig uh, kits they're Nike um, yeah whereas there's Adidas in America which is crazy uh, it's really interesting actually but uh, other, I mean, uh, from a European point of view, <coughs> fans hate. Uh, I know, especially in Germany and Austria, fans don't yeah. like the. Uh, sorry, my throat's gone. <coughs> uh, they don't like the idea of being owned by a brand. Um, they'd rather it be Salzburg or Leipzig or. That um, that's a that's a very good perspective. I do want to correct myself real quick. I said Cam Newton signed with the Patriots. I think I read that somewhere, and I was totally wrong. He's still a free agent. That must have been like a rumor, but. Um, no, I actually I actually agree with that, and there's a lot. I think there's a lot of U.S. fans, U.S. sports fans that will agree with that too. So there's a lot of people that feel like that Nike um, has too much power in the say of what happens with some of these brand refreshes, um, and people that work for the team are are the closest to the brand, right? They know who their fans are. They know like their demographic, and and so sometimes you, you think, man, I mean, and I, and I certainly understand the perspective of, Hey, some there's this sort of, uh, I listened to this marketing guy and he, he has this quote where he says, it's, it's hard to see the label of the, of the jar or it's hard to see the label when you're inside the jar. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so it kind of, you know, if you look at it from that perspective, I can see how, how every once in a while you do want to bring in a fresh set of perspective. Uh, whether it's a creative agency or whoever to look at your brand and kind of audit it. Um, Cause you know, you can, you can kind of get sucked into, yeah, what we're doing is working and, mm-hmm. and, um, and all that. But uh, you know, again, at the end of the day, I do feel like that these um, that people for the most part prefer the team to be put on a pedestal over the brand. Yeah, that's for sure. Supporting them. Cause at the end of the day, um, if if uh if if a new brand comes in right and let's just say hypothetically speaking that you know years from now adidas comes in and wins the nfl contract i mean are people not going to wear their team anymore because it's a different brand no i mean people are still going to wear their team and they'll probably update their merch right because they'll they'll feel like they have the old shirt on because it's got the, the Nike logo on it. It's mm-hmm. weird how that kind of that stuff sort of plays into it. I also think but that aren't there some, some brands that are doing that in Europe, like uh, that are kind of putting the, have you seen this concave football or whatever? Uh, it's a, I haven't heard of that, but I, there is um, a really good point around this, around this topic of uh, Jordan's sponsoring uh, well Nike and, and Jordan, how they're doing stuff with PSG and, like uh, and and PSG fans may not like it because it's focusing on the brand rather than the team and <clears throat> it's all about money. But from oh, a from, from a second team point of view, say <clears throat> so, like as as you grow up, you like you start to like players from other clubs and I don't know you might like Neymar who plays for PSG mm-hmm. and uh, yeah if if you're a second team if you're one of your friend if you say your French team is PSG and you and you like Nike and you like Jordans. And maybe you don't even like football and you just like the brand Jordans. That's going to be a really yeah. cool piece of clothing. So I can see oh, it from, people are, yeah, it's a lifestyle brand. Absolutely. People yeah. are buying that. I, I know for, I know for a fact people that have bought that merchandise because of just the fact that Jordan sponsored it. They're big yeah, Jordan yeah. Uh, brand advocates. And I mean, I can see how that sort of in a, in a, in a way exposes a new audience to your brand. I mean, um, 
you know, isn't uh, LeBron James uh, uh, an investor in Liverpool? He's definitely a fan of them. Um, I think he's. I think he's like a part owner. I think he's an investor. Yeah, he's definitely not. I don't think he's a majority investor. If he is, if he is, but um, yeah, no, he's not. He's not a majority, but he's he's involved. And you know, there's a lot of U.S. uh, you know investment groups that have ownership in some of those. Yeah, um, there's a lot of Americans that own sports clubs in England. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, I mean, if you look at Americans in England, it's an interesting one because you've also got Bob Bradley at Swansea, who was there for a while, and then uh, unfortunately yeah. couldn't cut it. Uh, although yeah. how ex- that was exciting, that was an exciting time. Um, but you know, you never, you know, the guy that's a manager of, uh, is it? It's one of the Red Bull teams. Is it Salzburg or Leipzig? I keep forgetting. One of those two. Anyway, it's an American manager, and he's doing really, really well with them. I think yeah. it's Leipzig. They're like third or, or fourth in the, in the Bundesliga. Okay. Fantastic. He's doing really, really well. Um, uh, I, I do wish that um, we would see – I think we are – I think in the U.S. we are starting to see more of our players go over there. I mean, some of these younger U.S. Yeah. men's national team players Christian have made – yeah. Well, Christian Pulisic is obviously the mm-hmm. biggest. He's, he, I think he's probably going to end up going down in history as one of the most famous American players, right? He, he exposed um, – and, and now some of this is going to be because – right place right time right like he is playing in a time where social media is prevalent hmm. right um uh i think like brad friedel and tim howard are always going to be the ones for me yeah i mean tim howard you know big time for us um yeah, i love that guy and uh um shoot i don't know why his name is slipping me right now i'm having like incredible <laughs> lapses in you got a newcastle up in american they bought from Atlanta, didn't they? What's that? Maybe it wasn't. Maybe he's not American. He's probably not American, actually. But Newcastle bought. Um, I think it might be a Mexican guy from Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if he's Mexican either. Uh, I might be making that up. But he's, he's not. Uh, I don't think he's I American. Know what you're talking about. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool stuff that's happening in the world. I've got to end this podcast because um, I've got tea in a minute. But uh, yeah. Yeah, we rambled. We rambled a little bit here, but um, there's a good ramble about brands and how they're, they're interacting with sports. Yeah, I mean, my if you want my personal opinion, I, I, as someone that's a brand advocate, I do love, you know, streetwear, Jordan brand, and all this stuff. But I do also think that the team should be the number one aspect if you're sort of weighing the two. So, um, lifestyle brand, jo- the Jordan stuff is you know making PSG popular over here that mm. people don't even know what that means right <laughs> in certain areas um so i can see their case if they're wanting to sort of expand into the u.s and and all that then put the brand first because people are going to understand that brand yeah. more than the team but i guess it's just it's all about context you know what's it's your goal with this one. and but there's there's like so. the Mex- mexican league is doing some interesting stuff with brands because their shirts are basically just f- full of sponsors logos and like if you look at yeah. Unan Pumas, I mean they they got some really nice kits, and and their main logo is huge, so they put right. their Puma big, and the sponsors logo right. goes smaller, which is an interesting because right. you don't see that a lot in in football and soccer, but you see it a lot in like I don't know NHL hockey, like there the team logo yeah. is massive, and then the sponsors are a bit smaller, so it's interesting. I yeah. see how teams. Well, and you remember and, uh, you remember when uh, Manchester United had the. Um, uh what's the was the chevrolet logo yeah 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 yeah. or is that the current one what's the chevrolet's current one okay they had sharp sharp before that yeah and and that it's weird how that becomes a part of the yeah of the crown paints for liverpool it's it's very similar like sponsors if teams do well for a certain period or they they become an iconic kit and if you see it without the sponsor then it's just not that kit anymore it's like a fake version of it right well, it's, and it almost makes you wonder, some people may buy kits based on what the brand is, right? Like uh, if you think really about um, LAC or uh, LAFC, mm-hmm. they have, um, I think it's YouTube TV on their, on their kit. Yeah. And so kids that are into YouTube are going to be like, oh, there's the YouTube logo. I want that. You Such know? a smart move by YouTube. That's a very, yeah. very smart move. Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, the Seattle uh, has Xbox. the Xbox, right? So... Yeah, so definitely smart from the brand perspective, no doubt about that. Yeah, 
I think there's going to be a lot more, a lot more cool stuff happening, happening in the world out there. Well, obviously Arsenal are doing some good stuff with retro kits at the moment with Adidas. I mean, they've had some amazing kits this year and brand deals and some extra yeah. stuff, extra clothing they released. Did so, you see the um, uh, the old Chelsea shirts that they brought back a while ago? Yeah, like, yeah, the plain blue those ones. Are really cool, man, with the big numbers. Yeah. So cool. smart. There's some definitely there's some fantastic stuff being happen, happening in soccer at the moment and the football world. Apparently. I buy, that, buy that does, it, it does feel like we were in an era where it, it never hurts to go back and do a retro thing. Because <laughs> people cool. are, everybody hates new things, right? So if you go back to something that they remember, they're like, that's cool. We like that, right? Even yeah. though then they probably hated it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> anything new that comes out, people just don't like change. Yeah, I mean so you're seeing like tribal tribal nature of this all. Yeah, and you're seeing like a, a, a comeback of weird patterns and strange colours as well. Yeah. It's so interesting. But um Well the fact that normal everyday people are paying attention to this stuff, I think is uh, in the long run it's cool for all of us, right, that work in this in this world because it just means that people are going to be paying attention, hopefully for a long time, to this kind of work and we, we kind of discussed before this podcast how weird it is to not have sport, how yeah. most sort of global crises, whether it's like a um, you know, terrorist attack or a, uh, um, any type of economic meltdowns, sport has always been there and it's not there right now. But fortunately, I think uh, we, we all know that sport will come back yeah. in what form and how many fans are going to be there. That's obviously yet to be determined, but um, we do know that we have everybody's craving it right now so sure that's good for us exactly hopefully see you on the flip side of that and hopefully we can talk about some sports soon but um no, this has been man. this has been really good uh i appreciate chatting to you and uh, it's good to have american yeah. perspective <laughs> yeah likewise man and congratulations on your recent uh success moving into a to <laughs> thank a you very much club, yeah uh, as, a, as a designer that's like a dream role for many people so that's appreciate awesome it. Um, where can people check out your podcast if they're interested in more sports design and uh, creativity? Yeah, so yeah, so if you want to check me out, um, at Makers of Sport, pretty much uh, Instagram and Twitter uh, is where I am on a lot. And the podcast, you can find links to the actual podcast from those channels as well. So nice, I'll link them down below as well. Um, wicked, thank you so much. Cool. All right, man. Thanks, Mark.